You are listening to the Phenom NBA Show on the Phenom Media Podcast Network. Powered by the most passionate young sports analysts in the game. If you're looking for creative, informative, and high-quality sports content, you've come to the right place. Phenom Media boasts a team of over 100 youth contributors from around the world, covering every sport on every media platform. Make sure to follow Phenom on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as all of the Phenom podcast channels for daily content. The link tree in the episode description includes a direct link to all of the aforementioned platforms, so click on that to access everything. If you enjoy the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a positive review so more people can discover the podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Phenom NBA show. My name is Zach Goldstein, and I'm here with Harris Goldstein. How are you today? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. Today, we're going to be talking about recent NBA news. But before we get started, make sure to follow Phenom Media on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube, and take a look at the articles posted on phenommedia.net. Uh, so the first thing I wanted to touch on was the the recent Derrick Rose trade back to the Knicks. And of course, for me as a big Knicks fan, um, it was very exciting to see a guy like Derrick Rose come back to the Knicks. Um, of course, the Knicks have great guard depth already, and many have called this trade unnecessary, but it adds an element of veteran play to the team. Uh, you get Derrick Rose, who who's there for guys like Frank Nielkino, who's still young, and of course the main per, the main person here, um, Emmanuel Quickly, who's been off to a great start. Um, and I think Derrick Rose is perfect for this Knicks team that looks already like they want to make a playoff run. And yeah, I mean, now Derrick Rose is going is reunited with Coach Tibbs. They've already got that connection. So that's looking great for the Knicks. And on the Pistons side of things, you get a guy like Dennis Smith Jr. He's got a lot to prove, and he's going to come out swinging. He could be a big impact player in the in years to come, especially if he plays really well in the G League or the NBA or wherever they decide to play him. And also that second-round pick that uh, the Pistons got as well. Um, that pick was originally from Charlotte. So it's likely that that pick is going to be somewhat high in the second round The if the Hornets go back to what they were last year. So far, it's not looking like it, but I think it's a great trade for both sides. Yeah, and I, I know some Knicks fans weren't very happy. Well, they, they were very happy to have Derrick Rose back in New York, but with Emmanuel quickly playing really well, probably the best of, of the season in, in this last uh, stretch of a couple games, Many Knicks fans weren't really happy to see his potential minutes decrease, but I I think that this trade overall is really going to help this Knicks team. Like you said, with some veteran presence on the team, he he already contacted Emmanuel quickly and Obi Toppin to possibly go out to dinner and and share any of his knowledge so that they could pick his brains as rookies who are young and have so much potential coming into this league. So. The chemistry's already there, and I, I think that he's going to be a great guard for New York Knicks fans for a bit, and he's only gotten better since. As you mentioned, the dinner between – possible dinner between Quickly Toppin and, 
And Rose, uh, that's that's huge. Most people think that's not a big deal. It's just a dinner. But that really builds team chemistry from guys that don't know know each other very well. Topping in quickly, we've only been teammates for a few months. And Derek Rose, of course, is new to this team. So that's the type of thing that builds chemistry really quickly and can be huge. There could be some big lineup changes. We could see R.J. Barrett playing mostly at the three. Emmanuel quickly moving into start and playing shooting guard. And Derek Rose coming off the bench as the point guard and Peyton uh, staying as the point guard. And this gives the Knicks a little bit more with um, the depth and the type depth and the type of lineups that they like to run because they they just had sent Dennis Smith Jr. to the G League. Um, that's one more guy they can place in and play. Yeah, and and now with the Derek Rose trade acquiring Derek Rose. I think that this trade should put the Knicks in the perfect position to make the playoffs in a very long time. He has the, the connection with Coach Tibbs already. They got Taj Gibson, a former teammate of him on the Bulls. So there's there's already a lot of things that are there in New York already for Derrick Rose. As I said earlier, he played for the Knicks earlier in his career. And now he's he's pretty much a better version of himself as prior. He was still trying to recover and find his way and just create a new playing style for himself because he no longer had that amazing athleticism that he did in his 2011 MVP form. So Right, and now the Knicks get their scoring punch off the bench. I mean, that's what they've been missing. You look at um, Obi Toppin, who is supposed to be a big scorer off the bench. Of course, he's not being played that much, and Alec Burks hasn't been able to do everything he needs to do. So now that Derrick Rose comes in, you know you're getting a good amount of scoring from him, and you know what you're, you know what you're getting. Right. Agreed. So moving on to our second topic, the whole situation with Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. On Friday's game versus the Raptors, Durant, actually very close to game time, was said to be out due to health and safety protocols as he had come into close contact with someone who who allegedly had COVID. But it turned out that the person that he had come into close contact with tested negative so Durant was on the bench without a mask on he played he had eight points in 19 minutes just for him to get called out in the third quarter because allegedly there was another person that he had come into close contact with and then he was the only player that later didn't get cleared to play versus the 76ers who was this game was probably the biggest game of the season for the Nets, considering that they were a borderline two seed and beating the Sixers team would have been huge to potentially steal the one seed in the near future. But of course, Durant is the only player on the Nets that didn't get cleared to play. Every other player on the Nets got cleared to play, except for Durant, who on the same day where there was the whole dilemma versus the Raptors, he tested negative three times. Two of them was a PCR and one of them was a rapid test. So explain to me why Kevin Durant was not, did not get cleared to play despite having, having COVID already a long, long time ago, having the antibody testing negative constantly testing. The whole situation was shady. And even KD said it himself on Twitter where he tweeted out free me. This whole situation was just super shady and I just don't understand it. As you mentioned, he was on the bench without a mask on for a significant amount of time. You don't play every minute of the game. And it's really confusing how none other team, no other teammate was even 
wasn't cleared to play. You'd think that in a situation like this, you'd at least have one or two other guys that wouldn't be cleared to play, especially with Katie not wearing a mask on the bench. You saw the way he walked off the floor in shock, like, huh? It, it just doesn't make sense to me. And um, I question the validity of this contact trace. Right. And with this Raptors game that he got called out of, he had eight points in the very limited time that he played. He he could have played an extra 11 to 15 minutes. He could have had like a good 25 points for where he gets most of his points from in the fourth quarter. And the, the Nets probably would have beaten the Raptors who are on the come up in the Eastern Conference after having a rough start to the season. And then again, like I mentioned with with Philadelphia, they would have had Durant and Harden for Philadelphia. And that could have changed the entire game considering that Durant has been a top two player this year and an MVP candidate. And on top of all of that, because of the eight points he had in the limited minutes because he couldn't start and then he couldn't finish the game playing, those eight points lowered his points per game to under 30. And now his MVP stat line is not looking as good as it was, although it's his points per game sh- should at least be 30 right now. So mm-hmm. I this, this whole thing is just confusing i get it it's covid it's a pandemic and they want to take precaution but um i think this is a little too over precautious and not only does this hurt the nba itself the nba is losing revenue so from a marketing sense if, if this is a false contact trace and this was done to hamper the nets for whatever reason that's just a bad business move by the nba this situation is just confusing and I, I personally, I think Kevin Durant should have been able to play. I completely agree with you, Zach. So moving on to our final topic of the podcast is the, the also recent controversy with the All-Star game as the first returns came out. But that that wasn't the, the problem, according to many NBA players. Players like De'Aaron Fox and LeBron James spoke out about potentially being an All-Star this year. And both of them said that we're in a pandemic, like there's not going to, there's most likely not going to be any fans. And the all-star game is really made for fans and just for all these players from different teams to get flown out to play together and, and have a skills competition, potentially a three-pointer dunk contest and, and to have all these events without fans and with all the COVID precautions, they were saying that they don't want to put the time and effort into it. And I completely agree with them. It's, I think it would be an unsafe move by the NBA to do this. And without fans, the all-star game is made for the entertainment of fans. And right. if you don't have fans, then what's the point? Yeah. And obviously neither of us are experts on COVID. We're not, you know, scientists on this. We're not studying this, trying to, you know, come up with a, come up with ways to mitigate the virus, but just some of the protocols that the NBA has put in place are just directly contradictory to having the all-star game. You think about it playing back-to-back games against the same team over the span of three days. Um, The NBA players, players having to quarantine for like contact tracing, obviously uh, that goes for anybody in society. Um, even the refs, even the refs sticking with only certain teams and traveling with the teams, obviously not on the same plane as them. 
mandating masks on the bench and other stuff like that, even though, you know, that's not being completely followed. They're putting in all of these protocols to mitigate COVID. Now they're going to bring in guys from all over the country to, to, to play to, together. Um, yeah. It, to be together. It, it and it's, it's, it's pointless. And then they're allowed at the same time, they're allowing and uh, players to travel to uh, bah- the Bahamas, Puerto Rico, Hawaii, during the all-star break. And this is directly contradictory of everything they've done so far. Another thing that they did, they said, if you're at home uh, to the NBA players, if you're at home, if you're at home and there's no game, you can't have family over to watch the Super Bowl. They, it, it doesn't make sense. They're doing all of these protocols to prevent, to prevent the virus. And then now they're directly putting their players at risk. And I completely agree with you De'Aaron Fox, LeBron James on on this. And when you've got a guy like LeBron James voicing his opinions like this, the NBA must take that into consideration. If LeBron James would say something like this, the NBA is going to listen to him and going to take it into very serious consideration, considering that he's probably going to be one of the all-star captains alongside either what would probably be either Giannis Antetokounmpo or Kevin Durant. So With this all-star game, just like you were saying, if they have this all-star game, it goes against almost all the protocols that they've been putting in place. Even the bubble. Yeah, even the bubble. Like the bubble, the playoff bubble last season, now the G League bubble, they're doing all these things for COVID and it doesn't make sense to have the all-star game. Yeah, it's completely contradictory to what they've been doing to keep these players safe and COVID risk-free just so that they could play out the regular season and then have an exciting playoffs and hopefully we'll get to witness a very historic NBA finals. Yeah. And it also like you are already seeing, there are some teams um, who've missed a significant amount of games because of COVID. For example, um, uh, the Grizzlies, they missed a bunch of games. Um, basically half of the wizards were out uh, for a significant amount of time. There have been a lot of games that have been postponed, called off, moved to different dates. Um, and they're just – if the NBA – I don't know what the NBA wants. If they want to have more situations where they have to postpone games, I guess go ahead. But uh, I don't think anybody like in the NBA – I don't think anybody, any NBA player wants to see that happen. And I don't think any NBA fan wants to see that happen either. And on that note, uh, those were our takes on the recent NBA news. Thank you all for tuning into the Phenom NBA show. Once again, be sure to follow Phenom Media on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube, and take a look at the articles posted on phenommedia.net. Thank you. Thank you.